This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, welcome into the Stinky Truth Podcast. Mark Schler alongside my partner, Mike Evans. Ah, week two in the books. A great week two, Mike. And uh, I am, I, you know, I'm a... Uh, I'm a good loser, but I am a dick when oh, it comes to winning. You are. Our moneymaker picks yeah. right now. Like, if you're not following us right now on the Stinking Truth Podcast, you're a moron. Uh, I am 5-0-1 against the spread so far in our moneymaker pick section. You, my friend, are 1-5. One 1-5. In one in Listen, I'm, I'm seeing this. This is going to play out like... Mm-hmm. Twenty-eight to three, right? Patriots okay. and Falcons. Oh, in the okay, that's the okay. way we're going right now. Just, okay. just go ahead, enjoy yourself, build the big lead, get mm-hmm. that false sense of security, and then I'm going to get you. Yeah, and I'm going to pull right. off a comeback for the ages that people are going to be talking about forever. Okay, well, you've dug yourself a hole so far. You might as well just keep digging for a while. That's fine. Yeah, and then, then you know, work yourself. I'm going to be the Julian Edelman of picks. I'm going to be like the jewels of comeback. Making the why picks. Was, why is Jules? Jules was part of twenty-eight to three. Oh, okay, okay, I got you. I got right. what you're saying. You I got, he, did, he did not have a. Uh, he had a great catch in that game too, right? The fingertip catch. Yeah, that's right. Okay. You watch. So you just all keep right, bragging. Right, you right. keep we'll bragging. See, we'll see what happens. You keep bragging. We'll big see fella. what happens. Okay, great. Lull you into a false sense of security. I love it. Hey, uh, it, we're only two weeks in. These running back injuries, <laughs> man. What happened to Nick Chubb? Right. Um, you, you can find the highlight oh. of the. The injury. I hate watching that stuff. I hate watching it. Yeah. I know, but it's it's bad, and the expectation is he's done done for the season. Yeah, I would another running just, back goes down. Yeah, just by the looks of it, and I would just say this: uh, Where is the uh, running back uh, Zoom meeting now? Where, where, you know, where is uh, where are the Pied Pipers of the running? Who was the kid from the Chargers that uh, Austin Eckler? Yeah, Eckler. Yeah, yeah. Where are they? Like. Uh, where are they storming the castle right now? I mean, this is why. Is it, is it fair? No, it's not fair. It's like for, I mean, right now, you just look at week two. Um, Dave Montgomery, Bruce Thigh, is going to be out for two or three weeks, right, from the, the Lions. Really having a great season so far. Uh, you've got Saquon Barkley twist his ankle in a game I did against the Arizona Cardinals. Doom, done. Two or three weeks down. Now you got Chubb, who looks like he's done for the year. It would be miraculous yeah. if he wasn't. J.K. Dobbins. J.K. Dobbins. Like It just is one of those situations. Is This is why you guys don't get paid. And everybody can get hurt. I understand it. Like, everybody can be hurt. And it's not, you know, it doesn't, discri- it's not discriminatory against just running backs. Every guy can get hurt. But the odds of you getting hurt at that position with the number of people who are trying to, well, for lack of a better term, murder you mm-hmm. every time you touch the football. And I've told you the story before when I picked up a fumble and thought I could run with it as a rookie. I, like the ball attracts a ton of attention and people are trying to, I mean, they're, they're just trying to end you. And so like, man, it's unfortunate. And Nick Chubb, I love watching Nick Chubb. I love watching him run the football. I love the physicality with which he runs. I love the fact that when you're a DB and he's coming downhill on you, you're like, oh, Lord, here we go. Right? He makes you not want to tackle anymore. But this is 
it's tra- it's it's tragic. Um, it's devastating for the Cleveland Browns and their offense because, like, he is the actuator of that offense. He is what makes that offense go. And for them, I mean, I, I, I've got to believe just all the wind came out of your sails. I know there's a lot of sympathy for the running backs out there and the fact that they can't get paid, but I guess the, the simple question I'd ask you and I'd ask everybody watching, you're in charge of an NFL team. How much would you pay? For running backs, would you trust running backs right now? Would you trust running backs enough yeah. to turn around and pay them? Listen, I, I'm, I understand their plight. I'm, I'm sorry that that's the way it goes. You know, that's mm-hmm. the position you chose to play. You're great at it. I get it. You're going to be paid handsomely, but you're just not going to get the long-term deals that other positions get. Sorry about it, but I got to be honest. As much as I am on the player side, as much as I love the players, um, as as you know, as much as that player never comes out of you, even when you're on this side of the mic, it never comes out of you. You're always thinking about the players. If I was a general manager, if I was running an organization, I wouldn't pay a running back either. I draft those guys, get them when they're rookies, use them up, and spit them out. Rawhide. That, I mean, yeah. What else can you do? They're cattle. Mike? They just are. It's just the way the position is. Is it? Is it? But was it always like that? I and, and you played during a time where there were, where running backs were household names. Right. They were the oh, stars. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, were these guys getting hurt back then too, or is this a new thing? Um, I think that I think that partial. It's partially a new thing, and I don't know. Like I don't know. I have theories on why guys and why there are so many injuries. Um, you know, you watch organizations, they have man hours down or whatever, number of starts missed, and and it's incredible. And and part of that is agents don't want their guys to play when they're dinged up. Like, there, there is, that's, that's part of it. I, and I understand that. That's part of it. Um, it was always a badge of honor when I came up. You played hurt and you played injured. And you better play well hurt and injured. But that was there was a different mentality. The agents weren't controlling what we as players were doing. My agent told me, hey, you might want to take a couple weeks off. I tell them to up yours. Mm -hmm. Like, this is what I do. I play football. And so there's a bit of a bit of that transition, you know, that that has happened. And I understand why. And, you know, I understand the I mean, nobody understands better the the short term nature of this game than I understand it. but it was just a different mentality. And and I'm not saying it was a better mentality. It was just different. That's all. And then I think the other thing, Mike, is um, I think now that there is so much less football in preparing to play football, like I, I just think there is there's less, for lack of a better term, you're less calloused. You're less, you know, there's, there's certain kinesthetic awareness and certain, you know, a certain feel when you're practicing and you're working on that and you're, you know, you're, you're leaning on one another and you're getting used to that kind of back and forth and you train the entirety of the off season without ever touching each other. And then all of a sudden you start touching each other and it's just a different, it's a skill set and almost a muscle memory set and almost a intricate muscle groupings that you, I just don't think you develop. Like, you know, the, the craziest thing, that happened to me a few years ago. I've had this incredible back problems for a long time. And I had some injections in my back and my back started feeling better. And so I decided to go to the gym. This is about three years ago. I said, I, that's it. I'm going to start doing squats. And 
like I literally couldn't play a day of golf without being crippled for four days. I wake up eight times a night. I do all these different things, and you know I feel like I have to put a disclaimer in here. Don't get start doing squats until you've talked to your doctor. And if you're that person that needs that because you're going to sue me, you're a piece of shit. But anyhow, long story short, um, I started implementing squats into my routine. And at first, I, I kid you not, I just had the bar on my back in the gym, you know, and you know from from the waist up. I'm, I'm fairly put together from the waist down. I've got the legs of a 180-pound man. So, you know, so I go, this is what I'm going to do. So I start squatting, and I just did the bar. That's all I did. And, you know, I did sets, with well, however many sets I did, you know, six sets of just a bar. And I was literally, literally for four days, I was like, oh, my back, my back, my back. But I wasn't going to give up. So eventually, you know, I had 25s on. And then I had, you know, I had you know, 45s on, and then it was 185, and then it was 225, and now, you know, I go up to 275, I'm doing sets of 20 with 275, and my back has never felt better. My back feels better right now at 57 than it did re- when I retired at 36. Way better. I mean, because you just kept doing it. I kept doing over it, and, over. and you, yeah. and the point of the story is, you build up muscles, these these intricate stabilization muscles that take the pressure off the joints and off the discs and all that stuff. And it can only be done by doing it. Mm-hmm. It can only be. And so football is like that. If you're not working on that skill set and you're not adjusting to me yeah. pushing on you and, and vice versa, you don't develop that. And all of a sudden you get put in a compromising position. Your body hasn't created those stabilization mechanisms that you haven't created those proprioception skills or the kinesthetic awareness to overcome those things. And I think that's one of the big reasons that there are so many more injuries today than I, the the perception for me is there's so many more today, like devastating season ending injuries than there were back when I was It seems like it. It seems like it. And and we were hitting each other and doing all kinds. We're doing so much more. Yeah. From a, just an overall physicality standpoint. So with Chubb out, more responsibility falls on the shoulders of Deshaun Watson, which yeah. you would think he'd be up for $230 million guaranteed contract right. and everything that the Browns gave up. But with him back, he had a full offseason, full training camp. Were you expecting more from Deshaun Watson to this point? If, Has he yeah. been a disappointment to you? I, I would have to think right now if you're in Cleveland – you know, whether you're just a fan in Cleveland or whether you're part of the organization or whatever the case may be, don't you have to feel like there's some buyer's remorse? I mean, I would I would have to. I would have to think that I understand last year, you know, struggling once you came back from the suspension and all the issues that you had and you came back and, you know, there's a lot of rust you have to kick off. And I understand where... You could look at that and go, okay, like, I get it. But right now, I mean, he wasn't, even in a blowout against Cincinnati in week one, he wasn't great by any stretch in week one. And he was bad again last night. So, yeah, I would have to, I would, I would, I expected more. Like, I thought. In week one, the one thing he did really well was off schedule, moving around, and he's much more athletic than I even remember him being. But moving around and being able to escape the pocket and making some throws, I thought he was pretty good at that stuff. But I'm just, I'm here to tell you, man, it 
it has not looked right. It has not looked good. So his last year in Houston, 2020, he threw for 4,800 yards, 33 touchdowns, and seven picks. Brilliant season. Brilliant. Brilliant season. I mean, it, and, and when it became clear he wanted out, man, I remember the conversations around different cities like this one here in Denver. People were like, give up five first-rounders for him. Five, yeah. six, yep. Yep. seven first-rounders, whatever it takes for this guy. Mm-hmm. Do so you what you're you, saying is we actually got a bargain for Russell Wilson. Yes, we exactly. only gave, Russell Wilson's a bargain, yes, because yeah. you only gave uh, up whatever you gave up, which is mind-boggling yeah. still. But it, it, is it just he missed too much time and he just can't get back to that form? Or would your message to Browns fans be, hey, be patient, it'll come? Well, I think you're, the only message you can give Browns fans is be patient, it will come. And then, Well, no, you could tell them. It ain't happening. Right. No, I'm, you I'm just saying. You would be afraid to do it. I'm just saying if if I was in the organization, okay. be patient. You know, good things on on their way. But now all of a sudden you take away kind of the number one security blanket and the number one weapon they have in Nick Chubb. Um, it doesn't get any easier. I'll, I'll guarantee you that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm concerned about the way he has played so far. Now, it's still very early. And back to the injury stuff we just talked about, you don't really play in the preseason. You you need reps. You need to go. You need to play. You need to feel it. So he's proven that in the past he can do it. So it's in there somewhere. Mm -hmm. And I would have to just, even even me right now, I'd have to preach patience. Like, he's going to be okay. It, eventually it will get there. And this is a different offense than the offense that he operated under Bill O'Brien in Houston and all that kind of stuff. So I, I have to think. But if I'm a Cleveland different. fan, I'm starting to feel that little bit oh, of man. fingers of yeah. panic on the back of my neck. Like, eh, okay, is is this going to get better? Meanwhile, it's Patrick Mahomes' world we're just living yeah, in, right? right? So Patrick Mahomes reworks his contract. He's going to get more guaranteed money over a four-year span than anybody in the history of the league. Isn't it funny when he signed his contract half a billion dollars and right. people are like uh, you know oh the the chiefs got screwed and then you found out how team friendly it was right. oh mahomes got screwed it, it it ends up working out right. for well, everybody there were it? there were a lot of pearl clutchers that were like yeah. now the chiefs will never be able to re-sign anybody yeah. and it's all gonna go by the <laughs> yeah. wayside and why why but you then know? it became like oh mahomes is getting taken advantage right of. Yeah, it wasn't even that he was taking advantage of. It well, was, look how altruistic Patrick yeah. Mahomes is. He has taken less money to make sure that yeah. they can sign players so he can win same multiple things they said about Brady, remember? Yeah, exact yeah. same thing. Here's, here's my major takeaway from all this. It is not a hard cap, people. It's a very soft, manipulative cap. That's what it is. And so when they tell your favorite player that, hey, man, we're up against the cap, we just can't manipulate the cap, we just, hey, we want you, but, man, we just can't make the numbers work out, what they're really telling your favorite player uh, your favorite player is to pound sand. We ain't going to pay you. We don't want to pay you. We don't actually like you that much. You know what? You, they're actually telling that the, the player you're a booty call and you're not worth putting a ring on. That's what, that's what they're telling you. And if they want you 
and you're part of the future plan, you know what they do? They figure out a way to rework your contract so that you actually, I mean, they just guaranteed him, what did you say, 210 million million? over four years? And they significantly lowered their cap by giving more, here's more money and our cap goes down. I mean, it, it is, it's, that thing is, you you can fund it any way you want to fund. Fungible, I think, is the word yeah, that nice I'm looking word. for. Way yeah. to go, Mark. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, that's that Idaho education. But they can do whatever they want. So if they decide they don't want to pay you, they, they, you know, they claim and they scream cap poverty. But if they want you, they will find a way to make those numbers work. That's all you need to know about the cap. Good for Patrick Mahomes because that dude is the unicorn. He is he is that good. And oh by the way, speaking of Kansas City, don't look now, but they held a very high powered yep. Detroit offense to 14 points. Remember one score they lost 21-20. One score was a pick six. Okay? Uh off the hands of a perfectly thrown ball in Kadarius Tony. So they only gave up 14 points. Last week, they limited the Jacksonville Jaguars, who went to the playoffs and won that exciting game, to nine points, three field goals for Jag for the Jags. Um, and remember, they did that week one without their best defensive player in Chris Jones. Now, Chris Jones played last week, but don't look now. When this offense gets healthy and Kelsey gets healthy and they figure out their new tackles and they figure out kind of who's my go-to receivers and they start putting all that stuff together. Oh, so is this the the breaking news you're sharing with everybody that the Chiefs might be pretty good? Well, no, the breaking (laughs) news is this Chiefs defense is a lot better than anybody gives them credit for. They are like, and they've always been the weak link. Yeah, supposed, yeah. Supposed weak link, but all of a sudden... um, this Chiefs defense looks like it's pretty formidable. The Jets have a pretty formidable defense. Not that it matters right. when you don't have oh, good God. quarterback play. What do you do about Zach Wilson? I mean, first off, there are so many ridiculous theories out there. And I understand making a phone call to Brady, right? Hey, Tom, you know, what do you, what do you think? We want to come out over time? I, I get that. I'd make that phone call, too. Matter of fact, I would just call Tom just, just to, to hear us. <laughs> Just to hear the dulcet tones of his voice. So it just, Tom? Yes. Have you washed the cheek yet? Yeah, no. no. The cheek, te- oh, yeah. The, where, Want to where, tell we, people what happened to the cheek? Well, la- last game of the regular season last year, I had Tampa Bay. In Tom's last regular season game, I called it. And um, I saw him in the hallway. I was walking out of the camera meeting. He's walking into the facility. I go, hey, Tom. And it's ace. And we get a big hug and break. And we went straight cheek to cheek. And, I mean, it was glorious. My cheek against his cheek, and I was melting in his arms. Just And I thought... Did you hear, like, angels no, singing? And no, but I did find... Harps the, playing? No, I did find the cure for erectile dysfunction <laughs> because, whoo! <laughs> like, I was uh, full attention. Um, and so, anyhow, um, that's what happened to me. But I would make that call, too. But then, you know, I, I this ridiculousness of... Well, Colin Kaepernick. I mean, yeah. come on, seven years he's been out, and he couldn't play when he was playing. Like he was, he was horrible when he was playing, and all the. And I don't. Well, think he wasn't he, horrible. He yeah, went, he, he was went horrible. to a Super Bowl. He, no, but that was early in his career. He was horrible. He was, and he was bad when he was. The last couple of times he played, he was awful, just awful. 
And then, you know, we're like, oh, Colin Kaepernick. I don't think he wants to play anyhow. And then you're getting like, what about, you know, Matt Ryan? Get him out of the studio. What, did you watch last season? Dude, he just, I mean, it looked awful. You're going to make that phone call? I mean, there's so there's so many of these ridiculous. Philip Rivers? Yeah, just ridiculous <laughs> theories out there about about who we should go get if yeah. you're the Jets. I've, I've heard how, I heard somebody say, let's just trade for Jacoby Brissett. Oh, so he's Washington's backup, and they've got a fifth-round, second-year guy that's only played three games in his entire career, and Jacoby's a great teammate and really helped mentor the guy. What, you're just going to give him away? Like, you're just going to give him away, your security blanket. I mean, so there's – I get it that you're desperate, but man, oh, man, Zach Wilson. How bad does Zach Wilson look? Dude, and you just, don't see it getting better? Well, I mean I – mean, how many how many opportunities do you get before you get better? I mean, you got played all last year. He looked awful, and he looked awful in that Buffalo game. And somehow, you know, if it's not for Garrett Wilson making maybe the catch of the year, they lose that game. Even though they picked off Josh Allen three times and he had a butt fumble, you know, it's total Sanchez on him. So I like I don't I don't I don't know, man. I. I I don't know. I I really I really don't. It's just is it's bad. So what do you? I mean I don't know. What do you do? Do you take one of these zero and two teams, and do you start to maybe have conversations with them that hey look if your season continues to spiral, let's talk trade for your quarterback. Oh I see what you're doing. We live in Denver. You're trying to get Russ out of here. You're trying to get, hey, what do you guys think about a Peaches and Herb reunited with Russ oh, and Nathaniel, and Nathaniel Hackett? Sure, hey, listen, I'm sure Hackett and Russ would do just fine year two. By the way, I don't mean to, I'd like, I don't mean to interrupt or hijack the show, but uh, did you see this? All this Jay Norville, a head coach of the CSU Rams, you know, who went full sunglass mode on Deion Sanders. Yeah. And, so and the, now there's there's the background. Like yeah. Death, me, death threats. Yeah. yeah. So the, Henry Blackburn is the safety who came over during the game uh, and walloped Travis Hunter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Heisman uh one of the Heisman hopefuls. Yeah. And now Hunter's out with a lacerated liver for like three or four weeks. Right. And and uh, Blackburn's just been getting destroyed. Right. And so much so that uh, CSU came out and said he's been receiving death threats oh. and that uh, his phone number and his mom's phone number and his address and his mom's phone address have all been thrown out there to the public. So, what? I see your, your gears working over there. What? His mom's phone number? His mom's phone number got out there too, yeah. You think Zach Wilson called her? <laughs> Why would Zach Wilson call uh, Henry Blackburn's mother and what would that conversation sound like? Hello, Mrs. Blackburn. Zach Wilson. You know, bandana boy. <laughs> I'm like the Daniel LaRusso of the NFL. How you doing? <laughs> Yo. hey, hey, my first advice to Zach right. Wilson, lose the headband, dude. Oh, dude. dude. Well, you, like, one. Uh, it's just... What are you, Rob Johnson? Yeah. Hey, and, and you right. and he couldn't play either. Like, right. let, let's, let's I, no offense to Rob. I just offended Rob Johnson. I don't, even, no know I no don't even know the guy. I don't even know the guy. Whatsoever. Well, he wore that. People are going to start calling Rob Johnson. Hey, man, and he's going to be like, "What I do? Right? Well, Why you am I wore, trending? Well, you wore a stupid ass headband. and You look like a toolbox. Mm. Zach Wilson looks like a toolbox. Take off the freaking Dana. Yeah. First off, you know if you're going to do something like that, it's like Dion. 
All right. Dion has earned the right because everything he touches turns to gold, and Dion has just got natural swag. Right. 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 If you come out in a headband and you alert yourself or you or you put yourself out there, you damn well better play good. Reminds me of a story. Story time with Stinky, everybody. Yes. It reminds me. Gather around. Yeah, it reminds right here me. here at the base of the table. It reminds Gather me of a story. Around. So when I was playing with the Broncos, I had a shoe contract. And, you know, most people do. And within that shoe contract, you could order out of a catalog, and they give you a certain stipend of, of money out of your shoe contract where you can get sweats and other shoes and things for family members and all this stuff. And so I've got this, this deal, and... It was the first year my son, Daniel, could wear the metal spikes. And you know, you Brady, your yeah. son, that's a big deal. Because mm-hmm. the kids like to hear the metal spikes go click, 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 in the parking lot. Yeah. Click, click, click. That's yeah. really the only reason they so like cool. it. Right. Yeah. It's so cool because now it's like being a big leader. Yeah. So we had this, this baseball team. They were called the Silver Falcons. And they were old Air Force kind of uniforms, right? They yeah. had silver and blue piping, and they were kind of royal blue. And in the magazine, there was this royal blue pair of spikes and they were really cool and my son was like dad can I get these and I go hey well listen you're going to be the only kid in this league that has shoes that match your uniform you know everybody's going to be the black ones or whatever right and I go so here's the deal I'll get you these shoes but you're going to have to commit to really being focused right you really got to be focused and oh of course dad yeah no problem and you know Daniel was by far the best player, right? So I'm like putting these parameters around this. If you're going to single yourself out, you know, you got to play like a superstar. I think that's fair. So sure enough, he's cruising. We're having a great year, you know, and he's been dominating on the mound and he's in the outfield and I can see him not paying attention, right? <laughs> he's just like looking for four leaf clovers. And I warned him a couple times early in the early innings. And sure enough, I'm not paying attention to him because we got something going on. And, um, you know, we got a couple guys on base, whatever. And this dude knocks one in the outfield and he's not paying attention. So he can't pick up the ball. He doesn't know where it's at, right? And all of a sudden it's over his head, right? So you can run back there and get it and, and throw it in. And I am fuming. Just I am fuming. So, anyhow, we get done with the game, and he's in his mom's car. And I just, on the window of his mom's car. <laughs> I and can I, see this. Because I, I just cleaned up the dugout. And, he's, and they're like, <laughs> right? And I go, get in my truck. Get in my truck. No, mom, mom, save me, mom. <laughs> How old is he again? Like 12. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So he gets in the truck, and I was just like, man, this is... This, it, no, it's not satisfactory, right? I mean, I, I don't care if you strike out. I don't care if you don't make a play, but you're not going to not make plays because you're not paying attention. Right. Right. I have a standard, right. right? Right. And so I go, here's your punishment. Next game, you can't wear your cleats. You got to go back to your molded bottom black old ones. He gets. Right. They're too small. They're That's like child abuse. <laughs> right, right. So I make so him mean. I make him wear these I make him wear these crappy cleats. Uh-huh. And you know, for him it's abs- it is. It's, it's child abuse. Yeah, it's it embarrassing. It's, it's the whole thing, right? Yeah. The whole thing. So, you know, I'm trying to send a message that it's important and you owe it to your teammates to pay attention and play hard. 
right? That's kind of the the theme. And so you're gonna there's going to be a, a punishment. Like it's a, a ground. I grounded him from his shoes. All right. So fast forward. We're in the preseason. This is in August, and uh, we're playing the Buffalo Bills. And there's a deal that we used to play. It was punishment. When I played, there was punishment for not performing well. So we go out as a starting offense and a starting defense, and we put it on the Buffalo Bills. I think we score, you know, on our first two drives, we score touchdowns. So now we're out of the game. And the deal was, under Mike Shanahan, is if you won, you got Mondays off. But if you lost, you had to come in and watch the film together as a group, and you had to lift and run. If you won, you could come in and lift and run on your own. Well, it's preseason, but the rule is still in place. So anyhow, all the backup guys give up the run, the, the lead we created, and now all of a sudden we've got to come in on Monday and listen to the coach yell at you and scream at you and do all that kind of stuff, right? So the game is over. I'm pissed. We get in the... We get in the car, you know, and the kids are in the back and my wife and I'm driving and I'm just like disgusted right with the game. And so it's a preseason game, preseason game. Okay. Right. So I'm just completely disgusted that we lost. I'm completely disgusted. More, more importantly, not that we lost as much as I have to come in tomorrow now and have to listen to coach Alex Gibbs goes, what are you doing here? 69, 69, you know, and like, you got to listen, then you got to watch a bunch of players that, you know, aren't making the team, you know, make mistakes. And you're like, that guy's not even going to be here and I'm being held responsible. Right? So, anyhow, I'm driving, you know, and, it, and we're on I-25, and yeah, it's, it's a ton of traffic, and I'm grumpy, right? I'm grumpy going home. And, uh, and uh, all of a sudden, my son, from the back of the truck, you know, it's been, it's been just rolling through his mind the whole time. And he said, Dad? Now, yes. He goes, I'm going to need your shoes. <laughs> <laughs> you laughed, right? Oh, absolutely. He's absolutely. This thing has been bothering him since June that I took his shoes. He can't wait to get me back. Can't wait. 12 years old, I'm going to need your shoes. Real smart ass. Not, yeah, that's right? Not, oh, no, sorry. I kind of hijacked the show. That's but all that, right. That's, that's all a right. good story. Yeah, that's a good story. story right. One thing you'll notice about this podcast, story time with Stink is the best. Oh, he's my got gosh. A million of them. We'll get to the Arnold Schwarzenegger stories and, and all of them uh, over the course of the football season. But I'm going to give you a little homework assignment okay. for the next podcast, okay? Yeah. Yeah. Before we get into the games for next week or this weekend. Uh, which 0-2 teams are you ready to bury? Ooh. And which 0-2 teams do you still believe in? Yes. And which 2-0 team is legit? And what 2-0 teams are frauds? Ooh, okay. Okay? All right. I Start like thinking that. about that. I like that. A little homework assignment for you. So right. You can play along at home. Yeah, I think that sounds. I think that sounds great. All right, well, okay. we, we can do that. And um, uh, don't forget, uh, we'll be back with you guys later on the week. We'll do. Uh, we'll do that. We'll go to the two and O teams and the O and two teams and all those kind of things. Uh, we'll break down the the best games on the mm-hmm. docket. So that'll be great. The best games on the docket. We'll give you some uh, information on all those games. And again, we'll do our money maker picks. Where I hate to keep bringing this up, but I'm five zero and one in my money maker picks. And you are one in five. You are uh, taking a Shawshank Redemption, um, you know, sisters beating. Nah, nah. This right is now, just, this is just setting. It you all are up. Andy Dufresne, nope. setting it up for the comeback that people will be talking about for decades. Andy Dufresne, just a 
it's terrible. What's what's going on to you right now is just yeah okay. We'll, we'll see. Hey, for everybody involved in the Sync Truth Podcast, we appreciate you guys, and uh, we will be back with you later on in the week.